we're live on Facebook. I threw it up on here anyway. Guys, if you want to hear the best possible quality, you want to be able to hear it the best way and see it the best way, the best way to do that is to go on powerproject.live, but you're more than welcome to stay tuned right here on Facebook. We're going to make these available on Facebook Live as well. We're doing all kinds of things over here. Me and my boy Andrew, we're working really hard to make sure the podcast can happen anywhere. It can happen everywhere. It can happen at any moment and it can be in any form. It could be 10 minutes. It could be two hours. It could be three hours. It could be with four people. It could be by myself. Um, well, I'm traveling to England, uh, tomorrow. Today's May 8th. I'm traveling to England tomorrow, May 9th. And, uh, as I'm traveling the globe, uh, I will be, um, I will probably end up finding somebody that's worth podcasting with as I'm traveling. So I'll probably just record something on my phone even. So we're just trying to do it every and any way and know that my boy Andrews Argoza over here has been uh, working his face off. I've been working my face off. We're trying to make sure that we bring you the best possible, highest quality content that we, that we can. Absolutely. And we are live right now on the YouTubes. Oh my God. We're, we're so live. So live. Yesterday we went up and saw, uh, Jacob Jabber, uh, the owner CEO of Phil's coffee. And that was a great experience. It was just cool to, it's cool to rub elbows with some of these people, man. There's yeah. some, there's some great people. Um, there, there's a, there's so many great people to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know how great they are until you get to them. Uh, because then once you have that interaction, you learn so much more about them. And Jacob, uh, being the owner of Phil's coffee, he was just very frank. He was very upfront. I found that to be great because some of these people, man, they walk around with a fucking stick up their ass, you know? And they're like, uh, oh man, the beginning was so, so tough for me to, and <laughs> you're like, come on, dude. I asked Jacob, I said, Hey, what would you be doing if, you know, if your dad didn't get do coffee? He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, yeah. I don't know. You know, my, my dad started out with a coffee business and, and I took it over and he obviously pushed it to a whole nother level yeah. that his dad never, never saw, but, uh, similar to Gary V's story where Gary V's dad was already running a business that was doing really well. And he pushed it that much further. Now that doesn't discredit anything that you do. That doesn't, that doesn't mean, you know, my dad throughout my life has made good money. Um, we weren't, we weren't rich, but we were never without, Mm -hmm. um, I would actually just say that we, I guess we were rich in a way because I'd never felt like I was without anything. Right. There's plenty of love. There was plenty of, uh, plenty of food. That's for sure. Cause all <laughs> of us were fucking fat. <laughs> um, and so in that sense, I guess, I guess we did, uh, grow up rich, but it's not like my dad made millions of dollars or anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but regardless of all that, just if you come from a poor background or you come from a wealthy background, none of those things really matter. What matters is that you're kicking ass now and that you're making progress now. And, uh, ultimately you have to, uh, you have to grow up and you have to figure out a way to create a lot of your own opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I always say like, you know, we, we lived in a pretty rough part of South Sac. I always said, you know, we, we kind of grew up in the hood, but we were never ghetto. We never had a lot of money, but we Mm -hmm. never had to settle. Yeah. And depending on how much you slur that, it actually rhymes. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll put that down on the track someday. Damn son. (laughs) You know, if you, if you think, if you think about it, um, you know, uh, the value there's, there's value to everything, you know, um, is there, is there value being Prince Henry, right? 
Of course there is. Like he grew up privileged, right? But it's almost a privilege to grow up poor too. It's yeah. almost a privilege to eat shit sandwiches without the bread and understand uh, what that's like to mm-hmm. have uh, humility and to um, to just you get a lot of life value. Uh, you hear kids all the time. Somebody like a Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. and he's got farm boy strength, like literal farm oh, boy right. strength. Yeah, he grew up in a town that has like eight hundred people in it, or some shit like that. <laughs> it, but he learned the value of hard work. Um there's a lot of different ways to learn these different values. And for some people, the people that grow up, uh, people that grow up well off, um, doesn't always mean that they're going to become a big pussy. You know, I, uh, talk to my son, Jake all the time. You know, I I talk to him a lot and say, Hey, let's just have you not grow up to be a dick. Like that's all, that's all we're working on. Like we're, our ceiling is, our ceiling over here is, uh, is low. Like I want to make sure you're not a dick. You're respectful of other people. Um, you grew up with everything and anything you want at your fingertips, but let's not have that be a hindrance. Let's have that be a positive thing. It doesn't yeah. have to be a negative. Right. Things are here when you want it, but don't be a pig. Don't be gluttonous. You don't always need all these things. And so for him, you know, when I try to buy him something for his birthday or something, it's hard to even figure out the hell to get the kid. Cause he just doesn't care. He didn't give a shit. He's yeah. like, oh, he's like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, what, what's your thoughts when somebody says, Mark Bell, you're lucky. Like, I yeah, get, yeah, I you're, get you're lucky. Well, you're wealthy. You're this. You're that. But it's all just because you got lucky. Mm. I get lucky a lot because the old lady's still pretty responsive to me. If you know what I'm saying. There you go. Can I get a hey now? <laughs> Jessica Smith just shaking, <laughs> shaking her, her head. head, total disapproval. She might leave the room, very offended. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do feel like I'm lucky. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't take any offense to that. You know, people. It, it can be annoying because it's like, well, I, you know, still had to work for stuff, but, yeah. um, I would, I would say this, like I'm, you can't pick your parents, you know? And so for me, uh, I was very lucky. I'm very lucky in the sense that I grew up with awesome parents. Um, I never really thought about it a ton before, but, uh, when you have a tragedy that hits your family hard, then you think about it more. And, uh, we just had my father-in-law just passed away and, uh, I just realized how fucking lucky I was to have him around too. Mm -hmm. My father-in-law and mother-in-law, they're, they're wonderful people. They, they care, you know, like it's, we take it for granted that people care. And I think, uh, we're in a world nowadays where we're in a world nowadays where, um, people are chasing after other people. It kind of reminds me of like being in high school. Uh, this girl likes you, but you like this other girl that you can't, you can't, you can't really get, you know, but yeah. maybe, maybe that person that likes you, even if it's not even a, um, even if it's not the opposite sex, even if it's just a, a friend mm-hmm. that happens a lot with friends, like, no, I don't really want to be your buddy because you're not in with all the football players. You're not in with a lot of the cool kids. So I'm going to be chasing after these people that don't really want to be my friend. And they're going to, they're going to eventually be my friends if I keep pursuing them. Right. And for, for me, I don't, I don't, uh, I think that there's not enough value placed on, uh, the people that are in our lives that, that care about us. Now, when it comes to luck, like, I feel like I just have so many, so many positive things. I can't really worry too much about somebody thinking that I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. And if somebody thinks I'm lucky because I make it look easy, I think that's also a positive. Yeah. 
what I put posted today, uh, was that amazing picture that you took. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew and I went to San Francisco. We went to some power bear meetings, uh, <laughs> yesterday. We, uh, went to uh, that leather pants convention. Wow. Yeah. I never seen anything quite like that. That was, that was amazing. Assless chaps everywhere. Yeah. Well, all chaps are assless, right? <laughs> are they? I, I didn't know. Do that. they make ass? Do they make ass chaps? I think. I think all chaps are assless. All ass smoky. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> See what kind of list you get put on. All right. <laughs> it's like a, um, you know, it's like all donuts come with a hole in it, right? I think all chaps. I don't think they have a butt on them. I don't even know what I would like. So assless. Terms. I think assless chaps is just to give you like a um, a visual that the person is not wearing any pants underneath it. So it's really pantsless chaps that we're after, that we're talking about. Oh. Does everybody got that? Write that down. You guys are learning a lot of things here on the Power Project. <laughs> it's not really assless chaps, it's pantsless chaps. Pantsless. Because I don't think chaps by nature have a butt on them. I think they're they're like outside things that you wear when you ride a horse or something, right? Uh, horse, motorcycle, or yeah. dudes. Chapless asses. I don't know. I don't know what's, I don't know what the difference is. How did we get here? Oh, but, uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we were in San Fran, uh, you know, Andrew took a cool picture and, uh, he captured a lot of San Francisco because the view that we had was just ridiculous in this uh, apartment that we we're in. And, uh, you know, I, I basically, I, I put up a post this morning and said, uh, you know, dream harder than you work something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I am lucky because I've had the ability to dream from a really young age because my parents provided so much for me that I didn't have to worry about my dad beating my ass. I didn't have to worry about where my next meal was coming from. Uh, I didn't have to work at 11 years old because there wasn't enough income in that. Like I didn't, I just didn't have these things that you hear about. Um, my mother, you know, for example, my mom grew up very, very poor and she had to work when she was young. She had to, my mother raised, uh, some of the other children that they had because the, the, the her parents weren't around that much and they were alcoholics and there's a lot of shit going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And I never had to deal with any of that. I never worry about, uh, oh man, like I don't have lunch today. I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know. Can I borrow a couple bucks from a friend or somebody going to have a sandwich that I could snack on? I've never in my life have ever faced any of that. So because of that, <clears throat> I do feel lucky. Now that's all stuff from when I was younger. Things that happen now are, are different. You know, things that happen as, as an adult are different. If you were abused as a child, if you were uh, molested, if you were just had the worst fucking life possible, it doesn't matter. You, at some point you have to become an adult and you have to figure out a way to be a functioning person in society. Just because I was wronged and just because I had alcoholic parents doesn't mean I can go and I can't beat the shit out of my own kids. That, that makes me uh, the same as the generation before me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't, uh, I can't be super angry with people at work. I can't go around with this chip on my shoulder. Um, because I was wronged, it's not everybody else's problem. 
And I think that you end up dealing with that a lot in society. You end up dealing like, fuck man, I got to deal with this person's fucking bullshit from when they were 10. Mm -hmm. I got to deal with this person's daddy issues or mommy issues. Like now, like this fucking sucks. Like, it's not my fault. Your mom never gave you a fucking hug. Just man up and fucking get over it. You know? Yeah. It's easy for me to say that because I have been lucky. I have been fortunate. I had those things. So I don't know what it's like to grow up without those things. I also have had parents that have stayed together. You know, divorce is a really, is a real crazy kick in the balls. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I know some people, uh, my wife, you know, being one of them, she had her dad pass away when she was 10 and that, you know, obviously had a huge impact on the family. It's really devastating. But I know people that uh, have had their parents get divorced and they act, they, they, <laughs> they are still acting out in weird ways as adults where I've never seen my wife. My wife really, I mean, it's, it's from what I've seen uh, over the years, that whole situation made her always act better. Like she doesn't, I mean, it's, you know, it's my wife. So of course I'm going to, you know, uh, hype her up. Right. But like, I don't really see any flaws in that woman. She's like, it's, it's unfucking believable. She's really powerful and really strong. So that moment that you could take as a negative and could lead towards, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol could lead towards, um, her just being mad. Right. She could just be mad at the world and be pissed off all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, it's led to kind of quite the opposite. It made her, and it didn't make her soft either. It made her like tough. Yeah. It made her, and also even along that, along those same lines, she recognized, you know what? Uh, life is fragile. I don't know what it's going to bring me. And so I better fucking take care of myself and I better learn that fast. And so from that moment on, she, um, I think she was already swimming a little bit, but once she, as she started to mature and get a little older, she got heavily into swimming. And she recognized, hey, this swimming thing could be something. This could turn into something. Um, she always made sure she had good grades. Now, she was lucky and fortunate not to have someone pass away. She was lucky that her mom is fucking strong as an ox. And her mom was the one who was recognizing, hey, you know what? This is more than you just like swimming faster than other kids. This is a, this is a deal. This is a thing. And this could lead to some great opportunity. So a lot of times... When, when there's luck or fortune that happens, um, it's not like it's different than what people think. You know, I I'll, I'll say this, I'll say, I've never been lucky. I've never had anybody, uh, come up to me and just give me an opportunity ever in my life. Um, people that listen to the show, people that have been following along for a long time, they know all the different things that I've been part of and all the different things that I've done. I've squatted 1,080, I benched 854, I've been in a, uh, I've been in the film Bigger, Stronger, Faster, like I've, I've done some things, I've been around, you know, I've been on Joe Rogan, I've been on Tim Ferriss's show, uh, we've rubbed elbows with a lot of great people over here, I'm an inventor, I got three United States patents, and never in my life have I ever had anybody come up to me and actually hand me any opportunity, ever, not, not one time, and so, that's not me griping about it. I don't fucking care. I don't need any of that shit. Um, and if, <laughs> if I want to, I'll, I'll kind of make my own path on some of those things. But the point is, is that in that sense, I haven't been lucky. Sometimes you hear people will say, oh, this happened. But even in those cases, 
You know, somebody will say, somebody will get a shortened story of like what John Cena has done. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, yeah, John Cena was discovered by, and they'll name the WWE agent and scout, um, Bruce Pritchard. They'll say, yeah, John Cena was discovered by Bruce Pritchard. And they make it seem like John was like working out. He was in the middle of doing a set of curls. And Bruce Pritchard came over and said, dude, you're fucking jacked. You're in the WWE. You're coming with me. Well, that's not what, that's, that's not the way that it never played out that way. The real story. And so people would see like, oh shit, man, John Cena. So he's so lucky. And it's like, no, man, you're, you're missing a, a lot of the story. Doesn't, things do not work that way. Uh, John Cena lived in Massachusetts. He was an aspiring bodybuilder and power lifter. He loved lifting. He was fucking jacked. He moved to Southern California for a summer. He was going to, um, pursue some bodybuilding. He didn't exactly know how or what, or what he was going to do. Didn't have a lot of money. Um, I think at the time he just had some manual labor jobs. When he moved to Southern California, he recognized, Hey, if I'm going to be there for a whole summer, I'm going to have to figure out a way to make some money. going to have to figure out a way to have some income. And so he picked up a couple of jobs. And one of them was he worked at a supplement company or supplement store. Um, and he also ended up picking up a job at Gold's Gym Venice. He ended up picking up a job as a bouncer at Sharky's where I met my wife in Hermosa <laughs> Beach. Um, he ended up, uh, he ended up picking up a job, uh, at a company called Mass Movement. Now you could say that he's lucky because his friend that worked at Mass Movement was our warehouse manager. And she kept telling us about her friend, John, she's like, you guys are going to love him. He's into working out like you guys. He loves, he loves training hard and he loves doing all these things. You guys are going to get along so great. And she kept talking about him. She kept talking about how big and jacked he was. And I hear people all the time. People tell me all the time, oh, my friend is jacked and he's, you know, this guy is, he's big like you are. And then they're never mm-hmm. like, they're never close. Right. You're always like, what the f- why did you compare me to that person? Right. Yeah. Well, then I saw a picture. Uh, she had a picture of, uh, herself and John on a beach and John had this uh, bright, like white Mohawk and he was just jacked out of his fucking mind. And I was like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> She's like, that's my buddy, John. She's like, remember I was telling you he's pretty big. I'm like, pretty big. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. He looks like he's like 250 or 260. She goes, yeah. oh yeah. She goes, he's probably at least that. She's like, I don't know. I mean, she just completely shredded abs, the whole, the whole nine yards. So John Cena, even before anything ever happened, he had, you know, probably, I don't know, five, six, seven years of training his ass off just to even be in that shape, to even be recognized for really much of anything. But when he came to Southern California and we got a job at mass movement, me and my brothers were working there and we immediately recognized like this guy is just, he's just fucking different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to put your finger on it. Um, but there's people that are just there's people that you meet and they're, they're just different. The guy we met yesterday, the owner of Phil's, he's just different. Yeah. You know, uh, he doesn't have a celebrity personality. You're not like, oh man, that guy should be on TV necessarily, but you just know that he's different. He just functions, uh, uh, different Ron Penna, right? Yeah. Motherfucker's just different. Perfect example. Yeah. He, he runs a multi-billion dollar company. Oh, doesn't surprise me. He's way different than everybody else is. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when John got the job there and stuff like that, my brother and I, we were like, Hey man, like you gotta, I, at the time I, I just started wrestling 
And I was like, man, you got to come down to UPW. You got to check this out, man. You got to wrestle. And he kept talking about bodybuilding. And I'm like, dude, bodybuilding's gay. You're not going to get anywhere, <laughs> you know, bodybuilding. And he kept showing us his junk and his butthole. And then he got the name Big Gay John because he kept talking about wanting to bodybuild. And he <laughs> shaved his entire body every single day. <laughs> and we're like, man, this guy's fucking weird, right? But he was funny. Um, he was somebody who's obviously very passionate and very into uh, training and very determined. And so we convinced him to go and, and check out uh, wrestling. He didn't want to try wrestling and then just like fuck it up he wanted to like make a commitment to it so that's why it took a minute um but you know he went to upw and within six months he was able to get he was able to make big, a big enough splash i had all the same opportunities i was in the same exact classes i had the same exact coaches both of us learned from my brother mad dog um we had all the same, same exact opportunities. It was nothing special. There was nothing lucky about John Cena getting a WWE contract over anybody else that was there. Mm -hmm. His physique was a big part of it, but again, that's still a lot of work to build up that physique. Even after he got the contract, though, it it took another like eight years, eight fucking years. It took eight years for him to get on TV, and then he wrestled Kurt Angle. And anybody who knows that match, know, that's one of the greatest re wrestling matches in the history of wrestling. And neither guy is really known as a uh, you know, great pro wrestling worker, as they say. But that was an opportunity that John got, and he fucking ran with it. There's nothing lucky about it. And so, right place, right time, you know, some of those things happened. Yeah, he happened to work at Mass Movement, where there was some meathead uh, professional wrestlers already... Um, already there and already there to kind of encourage him and um you know he was he was lucky to to meet my brother and i he was lucky to uh be coached by mad dog because mad dog had so much wrestling experience um it's rare that you start out in the wrestling business learning from somebody that learned from a long time ago like my brother kind of learned the old school way of doing things and so a lot of those things helped but I mean, man, the guy, the guy was bursting at the seams anyway. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really matter, uh, that we met him. Some, something else would have happened and he would have ended up, uh, being famous for something, something anyway. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows what it is. And so those are the kind of, that's the kind of shit that happens. You know, when people say, oh, this guy's lucky or that guy's lucky. It's like, yeah, um, some of it's lucky, but their preparation met up really well with the opportunities that they had. Yeah. Yeah, because during the last podcast, I said I was one of the lucky ones. And as soon as I said it, I'm like, fuck, dude, I, I hate when people tell me that, I, oh, you you got lucky. It's like, no, I, yeah, I did get lucky and I shook your hand and you were in need of a photographer. Mm -hmm. But people don't know that the second that that happened, I ran to every CrossFit gym that I could, like, within, you know, my uh, my neighborhood, I guess I'll say, mm -hmm. until somebody said yes. So that way I can show you that I can take pictures of people inside of a gym. And then right. that led to doing a lot of free work for you and that led to a full-time job so right so well yeah. and there's also there's also there's so much more there's so much more to it than just that there's yeah. you however many years ago probably 10 years ago kind of investigating mm -hmm. and and looking at fitness in general like hmm, i should mm -hmm. probably exercise or i should probably you know i should yeah this is kind of cool i should get into some of this um there, there's, there's so much more. There's, there's the entire history of your, 
of most of your life that makes up you ending up in that specific spot. Oh, tons. You being with the woman that you're with now, you having the kid that you have now, you living in the area that you're in now, right. uh, you pursuing interest in diet, in exercise, all those things, anything that went towards any of that, every dollar, every penny, every minute, every hour that went towards some of that led you to, to be here. Yeah. Right. And then it leads to other things. And you kind of hear... I, I do think there are people that like every once in a while, somebody will just, uh, somebody will just look a certain way or have something special about them. And they'll, somebody will just fucking scoop them up and say, Hey, you know, you're going to be in a movie. But mm -hmm. even that it's like, it's still, you, you still needed to have that certain look. You still need to be in that area at that time. Like maybe it just means that, um, you know, somebody got, spotted by a producer and uh they were they were in the gym at six o'clock in the morning well being mm -hmm. in the gym at six o'clock in the morning is not luck right it's a decision that you made to get your ass there at that time and to put in some hard work for the day and end up turning into something sometimes it just turns into something so big that nobody knows what else to fucking call it other than just be like oh my god that's really lucky yeah we got to get you out of here but where are you going to be in the next couple of weeks I'm going to be in England and I'm going to be in France. Damn. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to explore some French fries mm -hmm. and I'm going to explore some French toast. There you go. French rolls. I don't think I will actually. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm actually really nervous. I'm like, what am I going to do about my diet? I'm such a pussy. <laughs> You'll be fine. What the fuck is happening, man? Yeah. So while Mark's gone, we're going to be catching up on some of the uh, previous episodes that we have backlogged. I'm going to try to time it just right so when you get back... Or get ready to sh you know, shoot from the hip again, shoot live. But I'm sure we'll do something remotely. We'll do something. Yeah. We'll figure out something. Yeah. Guys, that was our podcast. We talked a lot about luck today. If you liked it, tell us that you liked it. If you thought it sucked, tell us that it sucked. If you have any comments and there's anything in particular that you want to hear or see from us, let us know. Make sure you subscribe to powerproject.live and make sure you're checking us out on iTunes. Leave us comments. Tell us how awesome we are. Give us ratings. Uh, send us uh, dick pics and whatever else. I don't know if you, could, you probably can't do that on iTunes, but. You can just, do it on Instagram at Andrews, Mark Bell's Power Project. Yeah, yeah, Andrew's uh, Andrew's cell phone. Just blow that up <laughs> with um, with eggplant emojis. There you go. Strength is never weakness. Weakness never strength. Peace.